All right, everybody. We are back at it again at our regularly scheduled time on our regularly scheduled day. You guys probably would like to see our faces, and there we are. Ben, that's what they're here for, bro. What else would they be here for? I know, right? Definitely not to just listen to us talk, that's for sure. Not at all. Not at all. All right. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> just let me die a little right, bit back, real fast. Back to regularly scheduled. <laughs> regularly scheduled? scheduled program. I've been out in the sun all day. Give me that's all right. Today. I feel it. It's all good. Um, well, not a crazy week, but some things did happen. And, um, I didn't, you know, I wasn't super gung-ho about, like, you know, just talking about it last week just because I was like, ah, whatever, it's, it's pop culture and, uh, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Oh my God, was I wrong? Yeah, I told you. <laughs> oh my God, was I wrong? I, I wanna, things were going to pop <laughs> off. I want to start with this because it's hilarious and, uh, and it's entertaining. Um, dude, people are so mad. People are so mad about Lil Nas, his new song, which his song's not even like b bad at all. Like it's actually kind of a bop. I enjoy it. Um, there's nothing wrong with it in my eyes. I don't and, uh, but they're, they're so mad about the music video that came with it and all of the imagery in it. They are big mad. And I think it's hilarious because the ones that are the the, the maddest about it are the old people. Well, it's like we said last week. Every He played it perfectly because the only people that are anti are the ones who aren't going to buy the shoes. And, and the people who are... Well, yeah, they're anti. They're not going to buy the shoes and they're not going to listen to his music. So why do you care? Yeah, it doesn't matter. But they're mad because of all of the imagery in the music video. And I'm sure most of you guys out there have... Um, have seen the music video. Um, I wish I could play it um, just because, uh, you know, if you haven't seen it, it'd be cool, but there's a lot of DMCA laws that would probably get us in trouble and we don't want to mess with that. But anyway, if you haven't seen it, take the three minutes at some point after this and go watch it. But it, it's not that bad. It, it's, it's actually really artistic and it's really artistically well done. Um, but, uh, hey, Poison. Um, but they're oh, so happy, mad because of the devil, like, the devil imagery in it and all of the, the Christian imagery that, that, like, he's, you know, portraying in it, you know, there's, like, uh, you know, starts out in, like, a Garden of Eden-type setting, and then, you know, he's on his way to heaven, and then all of a sudden, swang, here comes a stripper pole, and he's sliding down that mother trucker going to go into hell and he gives the devil a lap dance and then mercs the devil and, and takes his place and it's all what's up tice uh and it's all um i mean it's all for the music video and i you know honestly i don't see anything wrong with it and people are just mad they're 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 what gets me is they're acting like like the devil is this all-powerful being that oh no now we've offended the devil and he's going to come for us <laughs> and it's yeah. like and and they're like oh but think of the children who cares like <laughs> who cares and the ones that are like super mad about it are are the ones that 
I grew up listening to ACDC. And it's like, do you all just like quick, how quickly you forget? Like literally all of pretty much everything ACDC put out had some sort of (laughs) devil imagery. And that a song literally titled Highway to Hell. And we all know that y'all were sitting in your cars back in the 70s and 80s just fucking highway to hell jamming down the road. We don't have a problem with it then, but oh, God forbid, God forbid an artist um, freaking uses that same kind of imagery now. It's the same old shit, dude. People thought Elvis was the devil. People thought black musicians were the devil for shaking their hips. You know, people thought Eminem was horrible for calling people the F word meaning homosexuals, you know, which probably wasn't a great look, but at the same time, we're all fine. We're all fine. You have so much more in the world to worry about rather than what little Nas is doing. I know. know? It's just, just focus on what is going on at home and uh, we're going to be fine. It doesn't matter what little Nas is doing. No, it really doesn't. It just, it just, to me, it just shows, it just highlights the hypocrisy of, of, of the, the old guard, um, like religious types that that sit there and want to you know stand on their soapbox and preach about you know preach to you about how you're going to hell for doing this this and this and you're going to hell for being gay and you're going to hell for this that and the other and Lil Nas is influencing our children and they're going to hell for this. Meanwhile, back in the day, they were just like. Ah, we don't care, because like Chat's pointing out right now, multiple other songs. Highway to Hell by ACDC, Running with the Devil by Van Halen, great song. Shout at the Devil, great song. Like, <laughs> Yeah, the, the South Park reference is a good one also, because I remember when I was in like fifth grade, I remember sitting and coloring pictures of South Park characters in fifth grade and getting in a lot of trouble by our teacher at the time. And she was like, you guys are going to hell. I'm like, no, dude, I'm just sitting here coloring pictures of South Park characters. Like, I don't think this stuff is for real. You know, I'm not I don't believe that Kenny should die every episode, but it's funny. It's hilarious. It's fine. It's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Um, You know, Alex, you might have to correct me if I'm wrong. And I mean, I think. I think it says something along those lines of what Tice was saying that, you know, in the Bible it says you're going to hell if you're gay. I don't think those words were ever written in the Bible verbatim. Okay. Um, First of all, I'm getting feedback in my headphones for some reason. Is your phone close to your thing or something? No, no. I think I just had my return feed turned up too much. Sorry. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure my audio was all right before. um, uh, Not literally. Oh, Jesus, what's, what's up, up Jesus? Uh, yeah, I mean, I know it's yeah. not like literally, but but here's okay. here's the thing. Well, go ahead, Alex, and then I'll, I'll get into it. So I literally tweeted at one of my friends earlier who happens to be, I think she's bisexual. I know she's she's a female, and I know she at least likes girls, but I think she likes boys too. So excuse me if I'm getting that wrong. Um, Jess is her name. Awesome girl. Shout out to Jess. She doesn't listen, but maybe someday. um she she went to church this morning right Um, is she the one that that was uncomfortable with us talking about pizzagate no no that wasn't one of my friends i was somebody else all about in fact i think the only reason she doesn't listen is just because i haven't like you know plugged it to her out to her anyway 
um, she tweeted something about the fact that she was wearing a church or a hat in church this morning. Oh, I saw that. And some old lady asked her to take it off. Um, and she was like, she said something to the effect of, I'm paraphrasing, you know, I'm here twice a year, which I'm glad she's there twice a year. Um, that makes me really happy. Um, she's doing more you know, than me. I'm already gay, so I'm probably going to hell or something to that fact. Like, does it really matter if I'm wearing a hat? And I commented on her tweet and said, I think God's just happy to see you. I'm paraphrasing as well. Um, I think he could care less. He, she, it, them, they, um, powerful entity in the sky. I don't think has like a, like biological gender, although one could make the point that it's a male role. Anyway, that point aside, um, a God doesn't care if you have a hat on in church and B if you're gay, that's not a straight up sentence to hell. Mm -mm. It, it's just not. No, and I you you break it down, and I'm I wish, man, I was gonna have um, Lambert, uh, Zach Lambert is his name. He started his own church in Austin. Um, really good guy. Um, I don't think his church is of the effect that just like everyone goes to heaven regardless because there are those churches out there, but it, it's kind of along those parameters of like, look, if you're a good person and you're really trying to do your best every day, you know, you're, you're probably going to go to heaven. And um, I'm looking forward to having him on. Cause I have, you know, you guys have heard my thoughts on that whole thing. So I think we'd have an interesting, an interesting talk with him. Yeah. I, he was, he's a pastor and it's Easter Sunday and he just couldn't end up swinging it. He was trying really hard to, in fact, I didn't hear from him for a while and I was like, oh crap. I like, he's not interested. And then he messaged me about two hours ago and was like, man, I was really trying hard. Anyway, you can make old Testament reference to the fact where the Bible says that man should not lay with man, but you can also make the justification that we're living under a new covenant in the new Testament with Jesus who came to rid us of our sins because in the old Testament, God was also turned people into salt pillars because they touched. No, because the because they looked back when he told them not to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and because I forget the other one, it was, it was, uh, so the salt pillar thing was Lot's wife when um, Lot and his wife and his and his family were leaving Sodom and Gomorrah before it got obliterated because, you know, that those places were full of sin. Lot's wife didn't listen and she looked back, so she got turned into a pillar of salt. And there's multiple other references where God told people not to do something like don't touch, uh, like, uh, don't touch the Ark of the Covenant. People that touch the actual Ark of the Covenant, not the that poles, was, they, yeah. they, they, they just fucking drop dead. So it's like plenty of things like that. And and the the point I was gonna make is what is what you said. Like you know, um, and I'm pretty. I don't remember if I I I really hope I'm writing this and like recalling my preacher kid days from many years ago. Um, I I want to I want to say that Jesus said to some effect. Um, you know, that we don't live and maybe it wasn't Jesus. It might've been one of the, the, the disciples later on or, or Paul. Um, but we don't, you know, we don't live under what the old Testament said anymore after Jesus came. He's he, like, Alex said, he set a new covenant and, and that is what we're supposed to live by. And the old Testament is just, um, like a frame of reference or, um, uh, an example uh, but then Jesus came and, and set forth a new covenant. And, and 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 I was actually talking to my dad about this the other day when I when I called him. 
um, just because we got to talking, we were talking about this um, because I I made a I made a TikTok about the whole and it was hilarious and it actually it like shameless plug it popped off and I'd sent it to my parents. Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah, yeah. It, anyway, made a TikTok, it was hilarious. Ben, tell us more, bro. No, I won't. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's back. That's filler. That's filler background. Anyway, so that's why I was talking to my dad about all this, and I was like, look, I'm I am almost positive that never once in the New Testament did Jesus say gays are going to hell, blah blah blah. This 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 this. He didn't come down and just immediately start condemning people. He he came down and preached more so a message of love and acceptance and and just pretty much just being a good person and like the two main rules that he came down and 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 espoused espoused to people were you know love god first you know with all your heart and then basically you know love your neighbor and those were the two those were the two things that he talked about more often than not and people hated him for it it sounds so cliche, but that was literally his message was love and peace. Mm-hmm. That Those were his two messages. They brought the adulterer to him and said, hey, according to the Old Testament, we should stone her. And he said, and that's where the Old Testament, he without the first, he without sin, throw the first stone. And they all were like, well, I'm like, oh, shit. OK, well, yeah. So it's just like, right. you know, like my thing is and you guys have heard me say this before. My thing is this is why I like. This is why I'm not big on religion itself. Religion as a construct is because it be, it's become so um, white, wa- not whitewashed, but so like diluted and so just, um, you know, man has put their spin on everything and people have become very hypocritical about things. So that's why I don't subscribe to the construct of religion itself. I more so look at the teachings of Jesus and and what I read and live my life according, for the most part, according to that, rather than what some somebody in a pulpit in a church somewhere is telling me, or some old old lady in a church, you know, coming up to me like, you can't wear a hat in church. Uh, tell that to about seventeen thousand different other churches where lady where old white ladies wear big hats to church. Like, and and why has it become so convoluted, Ben? You said it earlier because man fucked it up. Man got their hands on it, and man, woman, people—just mankind in general—got a hold yes. of it and twisted it, and said, "You know what? I'm going to use this for my own personal gain, however I can." And man does what man always does. Humanity does what humanity always does. They fuck it up. Right? They fuck it up because they're greedy, and they have their own personal agenda. And it's even more on a platter if I can use my own personal agenda and justify it in the name of the Son and the Father and the Holy Spirit. But by the way, this is really benefiting me, and I can just use this platform to get what I want, basically, at the end of the day. They had a, a, it was like on Twitter, it was four pastors in four different screens and they had the shoes that they were wearing and the price of the shoes that they were wearing in each one of the quads of the screen. And they were all over $500 shoes. They were some Jordans. They were some like Gucci slippers, you know, and these are all pastors that, you know, it it's okay to wear nice things. I'm not saying that, but at the same time, you're kind of spiting yourself to say, I am right and I know what's right. And if you disagree with me, 
you're going to hell. It's just like politics. It's the same old story. There yeah. has to be some wiggle room in there, and you have to be willing to look at the guy who came down and offered himself on a Christ, or on a Christ, sorry, all day in the sun, on a cross, and then a couple days later, stones rolled away, and he's gone, and you couldn't have robbed the tomb. So either the text is so manipulated by man that we're living in this false sense of the story that no one has been able to prove wrong for thousands of years, or it really happened. And the guy that happened to come down never once said, if you're gay, you're going to hell. If you're this, you're going to hell. If you're that, you're going to hell. There's no talk of real condemnation really other than against the church that was really turning into a profit scheme and he went and started flipping tables. That's the only time he ever got mad at anybody. Right. And in a church and people forget, cause that's, you know, every, you know, history and, you know, nothing new under the sun. This is the spot we've gotten back to now is, is, is if Jesus, you know, if Jesus were to come back today and look at the state of the church and church as he would start flipping tables again. Do you think Joel, do you think Joel Olstein would be the first person that Jesus would roll up to and be like, man, you've been doing a good job. I think no. Hell I feel like no. no he not would, a chance. He'd go find on you know, and I'm not trying to say this is what Jesus would do, but I I feel that he would probably find some small little church somewhere with a pastor that's just busting his ass, you know, to 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 spread the good word and not spread you know hate and not try and 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 and, and manipulate and contort the word into something that it's not. And I feel like he would go and Jesus would go and minister to that guy because that guy probably needs some ministering to himself. And you find the single moms out there busting their ass, still wearing the cross around their neck. You know, he he would go to the lowest of those. He who finishes last finishes first in the eyes of the Lord. And the meek that, shall that, inherit the earth. Exactly, exactly. He opposes the the proud and gives grace to the humble. But uh, that's that was the that was sentiment. that's been lost. Now they'll that's go the sentiment of what his whole mission was to create. Yeah, but you know, I, and we're getting in on a rant, and I, know, <laughs> I gotta. Sorry. This I is something we I, we could both talk about this for for forever. But it basically we'll save this for the religion podcast. Yeah, yeah religion part two, and we have our finally you know, get to come on. Yeah. But my last thoughts on this are are just like people are acting like like. You know, the devil is one of one of like a, a big god that has some sort of like power over everything, and can can just do stuff. And we're glorifying him when you know, in all actuality, people forget that Satan, Lucifer, the devil, whatever you want to call him, is a fallen angel, and he does nothing and can do nothing without the approval of of God. Y yes and no. I, I, that that's again. A, that's a very slippery statement. It's. I that's mean, an extremely slippery statement. Not really. Look, I mean, I'm trying to wrap this up, but like, for example, the devil wanted to mess with Job, and God said no, and finally God was like, okay, and like, then he was able to do stuff. I'm not saying that like everything the devil done is done is like ordained and 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 by by God, but for the most part. But that's another topic, and we can yeah, get into that. Say, we can get into that when we have. Yeah, because um, we could that that whole just little statement you could dissect for four hours. Yeah, that's a that's a theology question for people in seminary. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
we can talk about that another day. But anyway, so the, the be all and end all of it is is people are are, are really blowing blowing Lil Nas up for this, and and you know honestly he's not really giving a fuck about any of it because um, it's free it's free publicity, um, and it's just people are people and they're going to be dumb and they're going to be hypocritical. Yeah. And God doesn't hate you if you're gay. He doesn't hate Basically. you if you sin. We're Basically. all sinners. I sin, you sin, he sin, she sin. He, she, we sin. sin. Yeah, I, it is. Like, we're inherently sinners. I, that It sucks that we're given a faulty system to start out with, but I didn't choose it. I didn't make it. I just believe that I operate within the constructs of be the best person that I can, love every person that you can, show grace, be humble, at the end of the day, um, you'll you'll make not only the creator happy, but the people around you happy. Right. And that's all I've got to say about that. Yeah, sure. All right. We'll move on from this before I get stuck in a theology podcast for four hours. As much yes. as Poison would like that, um, we, have, we have other things to talk about. Abby, thank you for just chilling and listening to us while you are getting bottomless mimosas. That is one way to celebrate the the the, the, the Christ rising. They're up the street from Party. my house at the bar. Nice. Um, we were golfing today, and they were like, "We're going to get mimosas." I'm like, "All right, after the podcast, see you guys there." Yeah, but I got some shit to talk about first. Um, the second thing I want to talk about tonight is, uh, and I sent Alex this thing, and I I I'm actually gonna pull it up because it's just it it's so dumb. And I was just like, are you, are you shitting me? This is who's running the CDC. Um. <laughs> it took me like four times to listen to this before I actually started understanding what she said. And even then, I was still a little bit unclear. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it. This is a little snippet that I, I sent Alex of, of, what I, um, of what I came across. And I was like, what in the, f- what in the fuck? Um bring this over here okay here we go all right so here this is the director of the cdc you know she she's suggesting you know that vaccinated people do not carry covid19 and i'll but i'll break this down here in a minute but listen to just listen to what she says our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data. Our- okay, <laughs> so. A couple of things with this. I'm still so confused. Like a I couple swear, of things with this. I have a mini aneurysm every time she says that statement. I'm like, what? I, are, um, what did you just say? I, I, I have had it. I had two people send me videos about vaccines and how they work, and I was very thankful. One of them was my brother. One of them was Combo. All right. So yes, visible visible confusion. <sighs> Let me bust it down. So this is the head of the CDC, and she is saying that. What I'm getting out of this is she's basically saying that the vaccine is making people that get it immune to coronavirus. Not true. 100% false information. This is not how vaccines work. And I'm going to break down real fast from what I, you know, the research I did on and the research that was sent to me on how vaccines work because 
Anyway, so vaccines have what is called an efficacy rate, which means in the clinical studies and the clinical trials of these vaccines, right? People, they have two groups. They have the people that get it and the control group, right? So you get the vaccine and you go, you go about and go do your life. At the end of their set time period, they come back. Control group obviously is like they went about their lives, had no vaccine. How, we'll see how many of them got the virus. Yada, yada, yada. Then you have the people that got the vaccine and they look at them and see how many of them got the vaccine. So say out of 100 people that got the vaccine, six of them come back having gotten COVID-19, okay? 94 other people didn't get it. So that means that the, and I'm just doing these numbers just because it makes math simple. That means that the the vaccine it has a 94% efficacy rate, which means if you get the vaccine, you as an individual, not the group as a whole, but for you as an individual with the vaccine, have a 94% chance of not getting COVID-19. The Correct. six people that got the va- got the vaccine but still got COVID, it takes the the point of the vaccine is not to make you immune. It's to take you from the scale, the, like the spec, not even the spectrum, like the line of death to okay, like feeling how bad you get it, like feeling healthy, and in between yeah. that goes serious symptoms, pretty serious symptoms, not so serious symptoms. I feel a little icky. I'm okay right? So what the point of the vaccine is, is to take you from I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to die slash dying, serious symptoms, down more into the range of ah, this is probably just a cold. Essentially, this is very simple terms. But that's the efficacy, that's that's how vaccines work. Vaccines are not put out to make you immune. It's to lessen the effect of the disease or the sickness that you get so that you don't die from it. It's not saying that you're not going to be a carrier of it because you could still carry it, i.e. in the example, the six people that got it, they got it, now they're carrying it. And it's not going to say whatever, what was the other thing she said? Like, you're not going to get sick. Like, that's not, that's just not true. So she's out here, god damn I, I, I get kind of why she's saying it because, you know, they're pushing for everybody, get the vaccine, get the vaccine, get the vaccine, okay? So they're trying to make it sound good, but in doing so, they're just they're twisting the truth of how vaccines work because most people in this country are fucking sheep and are just like, oh, okay, well, the the, the big talking head lady at the CDC said that we're going to be immune, and then they go out and spout forth the, the falsities that are vaccines make you immune, and that's not it's not true. It's, it's well, just factually, it's just not true, and scientifically, it's just not true. It's big government, well, not even big government, it's just government officials, government aides, whatever you want to call them, doing what they always do and stepping in and talking to you like you're they're your parent and saying, look, you're safe, you're fine, uh, just go get it. And, uh, you know, by the way, uh, you might get a sucker after you get that vaccine, you know. And the rest instead of the public of goes, saying, oh boy, a sucker! Yeah, and instead of just saying, hey, this is what this does... This is your choice, whether you want to get it or not. We highly recommend that you get it, especially if you're in your older age. Like both of my parents, my mom just got her second shot yesterday and I'm thrilled because she's a teacher. She's older. 
she's in that demographic to where if she got it, it could really adversely impact her, possibly to the point of death. And do I want her to go unvaccinated? Not whatsoever. If I come to the time where I can get a vaccine, it will depend largely on the state of those around me, whether or not I get that vaccine. Because quite frankly, I don't want foreign antibodies injected into my system. I don't think that's very natural. Well, if I okay. was if I was 80 years old and at high risk, would I be getting the vaccine? A thousand percent. I've been around two people who directly tested for it. And I, like, if it will make other people feel more comfortable, I'll get it. But if everyone around me is already vaccinated and it's not going to matter according to the CDC, whether or not I'm vaccinated or not, that they're going to be safe, then I'm not going to get it. Yeah. So the thing is, so I'm not like, okay, I'm not an anti-vaxxer or anything like that. So I think, you know, vaccines are good and they do introduce this, the disease into your body. So your immune system can look at it, recognize it, and then work to make, you know, make the, your, the antibodies in your body naturally well, to fight it. So that's fine. That's the point of vaccines. That's how you do it. the defense system. Yeah, it's how you, yes. so like, that's fine. I personally, I'm not, it's, it's, uh, it's voluntary right now for the military. And these are my viewpoints, again, not the viewpoints of the United States Air Force or the DOD. I'm just going to put that disclaimer out there before I go any further. I'm not getting it voluntarily because like we had, we had the doctor um, on not too long ago. He, you know, told us that you know it's really only good for ninety days. So I'm like, fuck's the point if it's only good for ninety days. Until they make it mandatory for me, I'm not gonna get it, and we'll work, you know, with herd immunity, which is really what they're trying to get to. They're trying to hype it up so enough people get it, so then herd immunity actually works. Fine, whatever. The thing that I'm just most upset about is the fact that they are willingly and knowingly twisting the truth in order to get people to get it yes. so they're being deceptive which government and surprise surprise when are they not deceptive um but it's just like come on like this is this, it's we'll just a slippery slope and then huh we'll tell you what you want to hear yeah. to get you to do what we want you to do and that's the name of the game yeah oh this is this actually Maybe remember, I meant to send this to you earlier this week uh, when I saw it and I forgot. So you remember how we were talking about, you know, um, the vaccine and getting it and then if your vaccine card and having to have that on you to be able to go and do things? Oh, it's a real Well, thing. lo and fucking behold, it's we a have a thing. fucking vaccine passport now and guess who was the first state to implement it? Surprise, shawty, it's New York. So that's this. I, I, we, we kind of called it from the beginning that this was going to happen. I'm just mad that we were right. <laughs> I'm mad that we were and, right about it. And, and it's, I gotta be, I gotta <clears throat> be honest. I, I kind of thought of the idea and then I heard some political pundits like referencing it and I was like, oh shit. Like it wasn't solely my idea, but we were in on that from the jump. Yeah, because we've been talking about this for a. Long we've been talking about time, it for a long time, pretty long much since time. the inception of this podcast, and we've always been yeah. like, "Please, for the love of God, do not make it a mandatory thing that you now have to have your vaccine passport or your vaccine card with you, so you can be go like go and do things." So now this is, and people are just people are dumb, and they're just gonna go along with it. 
Um, it's well, just, they have to, right? Well, no, you don't, because well, to so if I want to travel to to New York for work, and my business tells me, hey, um, you got to go to New York for this meeting, and by the way, um, that company requires your vaccine. What the fuck are you gonna do? You're yeah, gonna well, so from my understanding on it right now, it's just so you can go to think, go to you know, so you can travel on an airplane, so you can go to like sporting events and concerts and things like that. It's just a small stepping stone that people are just going to, at this point, let the government put into place. And slowly but surely, the government is eating away at your rights and telling you you need to do this and you need to do that and you you, know, you got to have this so you can be able to do this. And what, what people need to do is need, they need to stand up and go, no, stop. It's well, too much. They can easy implement the same rules that they're doing at New York Yankee baseball games, which I'll tell you the phrase that I heard talking about admission to New York Yankee baseball games was that you have to have your vaccination card with two with both of your shots. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. They're going to limit people who come into games only to those who have the shots or you have to within the, tw the last 24 hours get a negative coronavirus test like oh well that's fine like if you want me to travel and you just want me to prove that i don't have covid i'll take a test like i'll take a test at the gate or when i check in i'll get there two hours early and take a test like you know whatever and then if i do have covid i'll march my happy ass home and say hey can't get on that flight because i got covid that's completely reasonable but to just say you can't get on this flight or you can't travel here without your vaccination no, I'm sorry, but that that's not constitutional. That's yeah. you're limiting people's rights to basic travel, and that's very, very unconstitutional. Hey, yeah. Can't do that. Yeah, um, it's just, and we we. I'm just mad that we were right, man. I'm just that's what I'm that's what I'm more mad about, and it's just this this policy now since <sighs> since the new administration has come in, it's 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 literally becoming more and more and more get in line or get put down basically like so that you can't like and, and people are just just going along with it yeah a and they don't realize like they don't have the mindset or the wherewithal to look at this and go holy shit if we keep letting the government do this we're not going to be able to do anything without their say so like i'm going to wake up one day and go like want to wipe my ass but i'm gonna have to call the fbi agent that lives on my phone and go hey man is it cool if i use three sheets of toilet paper to clean my butthole well, and I, and I think Jesus brings up a good, like, devil's advocate point. Um, so isn't it the job of the government to help protect the most people possible? I mean, we weren't happy when the airport changes happened after 9-11, but here we are. And I think that's a valid, I say devil's advocate. I, I'm sure everyone here is knowledgeable enough to know what that term means. Not like Yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to. Yeah, yeah. Look it up if you don't know what it means. Anyway. Um, but that's a very valid point. And I do think that it is the place of the government to assist in public safety. I'm a thousand percent on board with that statement. Is there, are there ways to protect the American government without providing an incentive towards, here we are, again, major pharmaceutical companies, um, to where you have to get a vaccine? Uh, you you can go the route of m making people provide a negative COVID test. You can go that route. 
and keep everybody just as safe as possible. We've gotten to the point now where it's it's a it's a partisan issue and it's stupid and you have the powers that be that say you have to do this or else you can't do this. And that is extremely unconstitutional. Yeah. So the thing that like it is a good point, Jesus, but like here here here's my thing with it, right? Okay, so we were in a public health crisis, okay? And the government stepped in and was like okay for the to save the, to, you know to help the most amount of people and save the most amount of people like the most amount of lives we're gonna do this and then we went into like lockdown and all that stuff okay fine we're now getting to the like you know the other side of this um and and now it's time for the government to back off and 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 let the private sector or people themselves figure out like what they want to do because we're coming i i feel we're coming out of it and the honestly like the worst of it's over so when we when we get to that point now is the time for the government to step back and be like all right we did our job basically we we looked out for the majority you know of the populace and we we for the most part avoided a catastrophic death toll but they're not doing that they're taking it even farther, and now they're trying to say you need to have a vaccine passport to be able to do things. And to me, in my eyes, that is a slippery slope and the first step in the government coming in and, and, and being more and more involved in your private life and telling you when and when you when and where and when and when uh, when you can and cannot do things. And I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not comfortable with the government. And this is coming coming from somebody who's in the military that literally gets told what to do on the daily. But that's for my you know job with the government. It's not my private life. For my private life, I would I don't want to be you know governed by the the government if I want to travel somewhere because and they tell me no because I don't have a a vaccine passport. Well, and, and just and just on its face, we already talked about this. You know, you could almost make everything that we just said irrelevant by the fact of stating just because you have the vaccine doesn't mean you're immune to the virus. So you would almost be putting the people in a more safe space by saying you have to have a negative COVID test before you come to New York than you would by just saying, here, here's my vaccine card. Cause that doesn't necessarily make you immune from the virus. Right. And it's it, just, it's just a stupid double standard. And I'll let you read Jesus' yeah, so, next comment because that's another. It's those are really good points. Yeah, you bring Jesus. up good points. You know, he yeah, said also percent. we believe that pri we all believe that private companies are free to do what they feel is best. So if companies decide to follow this, are we going to tell them they're wrong? Is that stepping on private companies' freedoms? So I'm going to look uh, at this and say, so if look Ben, look at the look at the food industry for, from that perspective. Tell me what you think about from a private company in the food industry. So if you want to look at it that way, then, you know, that's the reason the FDA was founded um, because there were companies out there that were doing heinous things with food and health. And so the government stepped in and was like, you know, we're going to regulate this because you can't be out here serving this to people because it's going to get people killed. So I'm not, it's, it's the, it's the same argument though. Right? Yeah, it is. And I'm not, you what I'm have, not, you have the freedom until you don't. Right. right? And I'm not so saying that the government needs to fully pull out of it, but I'm, I just, what I, I just don't like, I, like I've been saying, 
I, I just feel like this little vaccine passport thing telling telling people that they can and can't do things based on the fact you know based on whether or not they have this is a slippery slope into the government taking more and more power and more and more freedoms from people yeah exactly it, here, here's the thing if delta starts advertising to people who have covid for discount seats on their plane to fly to new york then i think it's new york's right to say whoa 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 wait a minute uh, we can't have all these people with COVID coming to New York. Like we got to control this, but there's also a distinct difference in saying you have to meet our criterion to come to our state. And, and I guess from a true libertarian standpoint, I guess it's that state's right. Like from a true libertarian standpoint. And then in that case, I will not be visiting New York. I want nothing to do with New York. I don't care about them while they're trying to control or dictate what I'm doing here in the Midwest. Like the, the two just don't go hand in hand. You know, I hope that's making sense. Yeah. You know, I said, you know, Jesus, you know, you're making, again, you're just, you're still making a point. You know, we've been afraid that the government's going to do all this controlling for years and what freedoms have we lost, at least since 9 11, for example. And I mean, I could get into the whole like TSA thing and, and, this is what I'll say about the TSA. They're honestly they're they're fucking pointless. If somebody wanted to hijack a plane, there's ways to do it and still get through TSA. All right, TSA is just a is just a, 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 a like a bomb to ease the public's um, mind to make to make you feel safe while you're there. I I know a person who flew from Scottsdale to, I'm not going to name a certain location last weekend. I was in Scottsdale and I was talking to this person and, uh, I touched base with that person when they got home and that person flew like probably $180 worth of marijuana products from Scottsdale to that person's home. And you know why it's because they're looking for bombs they're not looking for drugs, but at the same time, they can claim they're trying to stop drug trafficking or what it's, it's it, dumb. Look, here's a catching water bottles and iPads. Yeah. Here's a, here's a, here's a personal example for me. When I went to Texas in February, I left Philadelphia. I have, um, kind of an old school, like single, like single blade safe safety razor. Right. So it's, you know, it's, it's the razor blades in there that you always see in the movies and TV shows when people commit not alive. Um, it's one of those. So you put it in there, you screw the bottom, and it like clamps it down, right? So it's a single blade razor. I like I like it like the shave it gives me, right? So I flew with that, with the razor blade in the razor. I left Philadelphia with that in my checked bag. Um, in my um toiletries bag. It was in my checked bag. Went through security, no problems, right? In San Antonio, when I left, they have a different system than what Philadelphia has. So when I le left with the same the, the same setup, razor in the razor blade, yada, yada, put that through security, their uh, little x-ray detector picked that up, and I got pulled aside, and they were like, you don't have any sharp objects in here? And I was like, yeah, I have my razor in there for my face. And they're like, oh. And so the lady, like, opened my, she had me open my bag and, like, take it out. Like, I took it out, unscrewed it, and she took the razor blade and, like, went and threw the razor blade away. 
Um, and I didn't care because I have more razor blades here here at the house and I was on my way home. So it was like no big deal. Um, but she looked at me and she goes, they let you fly with this? And I was like, yeah, I left Philly with it in my bag like that. And she was like, huh. Uh, so like it's not standardized across all airports. And I, I think, you know, like we always do get on tangents. Um, TSA isn't perfect. That's what Jesus just said. You know, it's it makes people feel safer. It was the only point the, of the TSA was to make the, people feel safe. The big, the big issue in my eyes as a citizen versus government is once you give these people this power, and I think the TSA is a very good example, once you give these entities this sort of power to control or regulate what you do and how you do it, they're not going to give it back to you. Right. And if they do give it back to you, they're going to be very hesitant mm -hmm. to give it back to you because how do people make money and gain position? That's through power. And what are we seeing right now? More constricted rules, which equals more power for me to be able to say what you do and how you do it. And that makes me, it's very, just to bring it up one more time, because we have in every podcast, very Orwellian. Yep. It makes me feel very uncomfortable that people are telling me to, not to the T, that's maybe a bad metaphor, but it seems like they're clamping down more and more and more on what you can do and how you can do it. Right. And that makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, hey, Zeus, what I'm seeing, though, like I see your comment, the, the idea that a temporary situation like a vaccine passport is an infringement on people's rights is a bit excessive. It's I when I'm looking at this, I don't see it as it's not going to be a temporary thing for Bingo. like, that's the thing that I guess we've we've missed when I've been ranting about this. Is it true? Is it a valid point? Is it's not? I'm glad you brought it up because it. It, it it helps i guess get us back a get us this back on track why, and then a get the where i was going with this back this on track is why as well. we like to not be in an echo chamber right very good point right um so i you know i when looking at this this does not look like a temporary you know um situation for vaccine and just for the pandemic what i'm getting what i'm trying to like get is that this is is i feel like introducing a vaccine passport is going to become more standardized now and and when we get out of a pandemic situation, it's going to become a staple and, it, and and they might, you know, there's the possibility of them doing this for the flu vaccine every year for whatever other vaccine every year. And it's just going to get, you know, more and more and more. So like the more you give the government, the more they are going to take and run with. And what everybody forgets is that we, the people, hold the power. But the government is very good and the people and the powers that be are very good at making us feel that we don't. And that's Listen. like, that's the whole thing. They're like, you you don't have the power. We're here for your best interest. When in, when in reality, it's, you know, it's basically the, the other way around. Like they're supposed to be there for our best interest. We're supposed to vote the people in that we feel are going to represent us the best. And sometimes that happens, but more often than not, they get in there, power corrupts and they get a taste of it. And they sit there and stay. Well, China didn't just start rounding people up and putting them into learning camps overnight. It was a slow and gradual process to the point where they had achieved enough power to where the citizens don't necessarily rebel because they think it's in their best interest. And like for something like the vaccination, if if they if the powers that be New York, whoever you want to call it, came out and said, hey, we're going to need vaccination cards until we achieve herd immunity. And once we achieve 65% herd, 
herd immunity, um, you can throw them in the trash for all we're concerned. I would, if I wanted to travel to New York tomorrow, I'd go get the shots. And I'd say, okay, I, I see what you're doing here. I can see a clear expressed concern for your population. And I'm a thousand percent on board with making sure that I don't give someone the coronavirus and make them ill or even worse, make them die. Thousand percent on board with that. I just, when you make these gray areas of you have to do this and you have to do that and there's no middle ground at all, it's it's not comforting. And you don't say when you put this out that this is only temporary while this is going on. Exactly. That's what gives me the willies about it. Uh, you know, you know, and you know, like you said, however, one thing at the airport doesn't mean all, life all around is ruined. There's many people that don't fly that never been exposed to this type of scrutiny. Scrutiny, and that's fine. Like that's their own personal prerogative to not fly because they want to want to be put in that situation. That's fine. Live your life like that. For those of us like me and Alex who choose to utilize. Um, airports and airlines, we will subject ourselves to this type of scrutiny. That's, you know, because that's the way it is. But, you know, it's not like, it's just a bomb. It's just a solve to make people feel safe in that airport regard. Um, and, you know, your second point here, we need to have systems like this in place. If something like this, like if we had something like this ready, maybe we wouldn't have lost, you know, half a million people. Maybe well, yes, maybe no. The you can you can scrutinize trump could have handled covid way better and biden could be ho handling covid better it, everyone in the powers that be that handled the covid situation probably could have handled it better but now here we are and like you said we're on the back half of it i hope yeah um with vaccinations rolling around i think and again, I'm not an anti-vaccination person. Let me just put that on record too. I'm stoked that my mom just got her second vaccination because I worry about her so much less being a teacher, being around all those eighth graders every day. I really, truly do. And I'm very glad that she's finally double vaxxed and will probably not die if she gets it. But at the same time, I... I don't even know. I, I don't know. It goes it goes back to the same thing that the government is just in my eyes they're being misleading and a little bit shady and a little bit um I I don't want to say like underhanded but like they're like they they put it out vaccine passports so you can go and do things but they never once said it's 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 like it's only going to be temporary or, or whatever like i what they need to do is like say okay we're going to implement this but it's only going to be until we get to the other side like get through the woods on this like if they had said that i'd have been fine with it and you know like we said before i'm not anti-vax either and you know these are the early vaccines that have come out you know if covid's not going anywhere and there's going to be more research and more things put in the vaccines are going to get you know better and better and probably have a longer longevity rate um, you know, like the vaccines you get when you were a kid that are good for, you know, five years or whatever, like the be all and yeah. end all of it is if you do get the vaccine and you know, it's only good for 90 days or whatever, your body at least has a way to fight it now having been exposed to it. Yeah. So if you come into contact, you know, with, you know, COVID after, you know, your, your, your vaccination is worn off, your body's still going to be able to fight it better than had yeah. it not been introduced to it before. 
let's answer Jesus's last question and then we'll wrap up the whole COVID thing because yeah. I'm so, getting I'm getting lost in it. It's so, there's so much to unpack within it. It yeah. sucks. Uh, Obama had warned about the need to have pandemic team ready for the future possible situation, and Trump helped to get rid of it. What if he hadn't done that? What if this fear of oppression had been prompted by the Trump administration? Uh, we may have been better may have had a better more unified response to this i'm personally shocked at the how selfish how selfish certain republicans were until it affected them personally they failed as public officials yeah i'm sorry i had so much no it's it's fine jesus i i'm glad that um that you like brought all these points up and that we like this is the shit we love doing this is having these interactions like this. amen um and you know like we said you know having a pandemic team ready great idea that, okay. That's perfectly also, fine. Also, to call a spade a spade, Trump chose the worst possible time to decrease pandemic funding right before. Yeah. So yeah, like Obama was like, "This is a good idea." Pandemic. <laughs> this is a good that idea. Is a thousand percent true. Right. Yeah. Like this is a good idea, and you know, I feel like most people are like, "Yeah, this is a good idea." And Trump was like, "You know what? We need to cut funding somewhere." And then was like, "We'll do it here." And then, bam! It's like it's like the what same. What can like, we cut funding on? A pandemic. It's, okay. When's the last time we had a pandemic, dude? It's been a while. Okay, cut funding. It's like when um, you pay hey, your Donna, car off. We gotta we got a pandemic. It's like when you it's like when you pay your car off and drop the insurance coverage down on it. Nine times out of ten, you're getting in a wreck the next day, and you're like, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah, that's the same type similar. of situation very um, similar but yeah so like there's a lot of what ifs that you know like you said what if he hadn't done that what if this fear of oppression yada 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 like there's a lot of like what ifs and um exponentials and exponents in there that like you know you we could we could try and unpack and take into account and be here for seven hours or yeah this is like a lot of whoops in it what whoops what ifs like here and there like you know woulda coulda shoulda but we're in the situation we're in now um and you know the, the thing is like the thing is for for me personally i'm not gonna speak on alex's behalf for me personally i'm not a fan of the vaccination passport because it was never from what i've seen it hasn't come out and said this is only a temporary thing while we trying to get out get out of the woods the rest of the way on this deal and as much as we've said it before on this, you know, things are looking more and more Orwellian right now. And maybe I'm just a, do a doomsayer and, a, and, a, and, you know, thinking the worst outcome possible. Um, but my thing is, you know, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Well, and I, uh, the last thing I'll touch on on his comments was I'm personally shocked at how selfish certain Republicans were until it affect affected them personally. Yeah, I'm not and, disagreeing with that at all. Like, and that, was that is... That is very true. So many of my Facebook friends that are Republicans are so like coronavirus is fake. Coronavirus is made up. It's not as bad as they say it is. And and that is equally as gross as someone coming out. I don't even know how gross it would be on the left side. I'm not even going to make a comparison just to say that it's probably worse on the right um, because then all of a sudden their dads are getting sick and dying mm -hmm. and all of a sudden COVID isn't fake and it's not made up anymore. I, I am thinking of two in specific. I obviously won't name names, but uh, where at first it was so anti-mask and then next thing you know, their dads are dead. And they're like, oh shit, we got to put a mask like on. A three day period of time. And it's like, oh shit, COVID really is serious. Uh, again, 
we've said it a hundred times and everyone here knows this. I'm sure COVID is real. COVID yeah, is it, dangerous. Yep. COVID can kill and will kill people a thousand percent. And it is important, especially if you're going to be working with older people to get a vaccination. Yeah. It's important if you're older and at risk to get a vaccination but it's also your choice. Mm -hmm. If you want to die, if you want to go and get COVID and die, then that's your I mean, own personal choice, whatever, man, I, I would like to talk to you, but I, that's your choice. Right. You know, I mean, or if you just say, Hey, I'm going to roll the dice. That's, I mean, that's your choice. I disagree with it, Yeah. but I just don't want, again, for the last time, people telling me where I can travel, where I can't travel and what I have to do from a singular standpoint, not give me some options of saying, let's make everybody feel safe here, but let's help you feel comfortable with your own rights. Exactly. And, and, you know, as you just pointed out about Sarah Palin was most recent to recommend masks after she finally got COVID. The be all and end all, all of it is, like we've said before, is that this should never have become a bipartisan issue and, a, and an election year issue. It should have been just a, a, a public health and greater good issue from the get go. And both sides failed in their duties to come together and take out party politics and look at the good of the country as a whole. Amen. Uh, anyway, I, I feel like we beat <sighs> right. the ever living fuck out of that horse. <laughs> um, let's move on to Thank you, Jesus though, for real. But though. yeah, no, appreciate that's, that's what keeps this interesting for us at least. And, and uh, I'm like I said last time, I am one hundred percent you're coming on this podcast at some point. Percent. You want to sit here and thousand percent type a thousand words a minute. Let's see if you can come on here and speak a thousand words a minute with the with with oh, us. Oh, he can. That's the problem, is he's gonna be talking too fast and we're gonna be like, Jesus, slow down. <laughs> that's fine, but it's happening. I haven't seen the guy in like twelve years, but he's he honestly is a great guy. Don't give me those emojis in the chat, Jesus. It's happening at some point. <laughs> Just give your give yourself a couple shots of liquid courage and get on and get on here. Uh, moving yeah, we'll on. Send you a gift pack or something. Yeah, we'll make it worth your while. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, we're gonna wrap up this episode talking about um, talking about the the police a little bit. So there's two two instances we kind of want to want to talk about. Uh, one not so good, which I think we'll start with first, um, and then we'll end on a, on, a, on a slightly more. Uh, well, not slightly. On a, on a on a bigger, more positive Much more note. Positive note. Yeah. Um, so, Much and I haven't. I, I I saw a little snippet of it. So I'll I'll just introduce this topic, and Alex, you can probably just run with this one for a little bit. Um, so recently, there was uh, an individual who drove their vehicle through a police barricade uh, so, around Capitol Hill, and and killed. Was he killed an officer? Right. So what, what happened, I was, I love you, Marcus. Thank you. <laughs> it's one of the days where I'm driving from Topeka to Omaha. And, uh, it happened to be the day of the Capitol Hill police officers being killed. I don't know if the other one has made it yet. I should have checked that before, but I know at least one of them was killed. Where's discount Jimmy when I you can him. look. Yeah, I know. Anyway, what, what believed to be what had happened when I was listening was that there's basically these checkpoints around Capitol Hill so that when you show up and this particular checkpoint is where all of the Congress members check in at as well. So if you're going to a meeting on Capitol Hill, uh, this is where you check in at. And there's these barricades that go up and down. There's two of them. 
um, to where basically they're up. And then if they check your ID, you are who you say you are, you're supposed to be there, the barricades go down. Um, that I, what believed to have happened when I last saw was that this person checked their credentials at the gate, um, was not who they said they were supposed to be, um, got red flagged, car drives in to two Capitol Hill police officers into a barricade, um, incapacitates both of them right away. Individual gets out of the car wielding what was said to be in between a kitchen knife and a machete. So like a, a large knife, steak knife type size, and then lunges at Capitol Hill police officers. He shot dead. I believe it was a he. Um, and for sure, one Capitol Hill police officer lost their life. And I don't know if the second one has. Or um, so the, what I've pulled up here, this is an article from the Kansas City Star um, from two days ago when the incident happened. Um, so, um, it is, you know, it says it opens the U S Capitol. And this was two days ago. The U S Capitol is on alert and two are dead after someone ran a vehicle into a barricade and access point, according to U S Capitol police. Um, so the suspect and a Capitol police officer are dead after being taken to a hospital. Uh, a second police officer was also injured and rushed to the hospital. So from what this is saying so far and what I've perused through real quickly, um, the second officer is, um, is, it's alive. Um, so, uh, police said that they had shot the suspect as, uh, who stepped out of the vehicle after ramming it through the barricade with a knife. So that's what Bloomberg reported. Um, authorities said the suspect was not someone previously known to either Capitol Hill police or the DC police department. So this is a brand new, um, um, person that, that, that committed this heinous act. The old lone wolf. Yeah. So, yeah, so and a tweet from US Capitol Police said critical incident um US Capitol Police is responding to the north the north barricade vehicle access point along Independence Avenue for reports of someone uh, rammed a vehicle into two officers the suspect is in custody both officers are injured all three have been transported to the hospital um boom, there's just a bunch more tweets in there um you know it's it's sad when anyone loses their life like mm-hmm. When, oh God, I forget what that guy's name was. The one who was shot by the officers and we broke down the video of him diving back into the car. Oh, um, I, I forget his Jacob name. Jacob Blake from Wisconsin. Yeah, Jacob Blake. If, if he would have died, that would have made me sad. Right? right. But we sat here and basically walked through the entire process of why it was justified in our eyes that shots were fired. Right. So there's at least some sort of a, listen, man, you, you kind of put yourself in a very unfortunate position. These, and, and I don't, again, I would have been sad if Jacob Blake would have lost his life. I'd get sad when anyone loses their life. We don't sit here and relish in the fact that people die. No, I don't want, I want everyone. It sounds so corny and like, so utopian or whatever, I really do want everyone to be happy and to live their lives and to be able to be as fortunate and as successful as possible. When Capitol Hill police members who literally it's their only job after what happened on the sixth, where a lot of them retired, a lot of them turned in their guns and their badges and said, I'm, I don't want to do this anymore to where the, the people that hung in there through that, and then just show up to work on Good Friday 
you know, religious or not, like coming into Easter when Easter Sunday, like you, you got time off with your family, you know, you're, you're excited for the weekend. If, if you're going to be excited for a weekend, one of them is going to be Easter weekend. Yep. And to show up Friday morning and for just some person to just decide that they're just going to end your life because you're literally just trying to protect the democracy of our country. Like that is just, it's, it's soul wrenching. Yeah. Like it just, I was so heavy, like driving home, listening, thinking of their like families. And then why I wanted to talk about this, this was one of my topics. Um, to go on the next day and see on a Snapchat story, someone had purchased a lighter that said all cops are pigs or something. It was something to that effect or fuck all cops or I forget what it was. I'm like, are you even, are you even paying attention? No, they're not just mad because you want to be mad. They're not. Like, and I saw, you, I saw a couple things. If I was the son of that Capitol Hill police member, police person protecting your democracy, and you go out and buy a lighter that says my dad who just was murdered is a pig because he's protecting your democracy, are you even fucking paying attention? No, they're not. And I saw a couple other things as I you know saw that, that, that pop up, uh, that there was people that had tweeted or whatever on social media that were basically like good glad that fucking cop died or like shit like that and it's like are you are you are you kidding me like what if you know take take the fact take the 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 fact of um of the matter out that that person was a police officer and just look at them as a human being you know what if that was your dad that got killed however and you go on to social media the next day or the same day and see somebody tweeting or posting saying, good, I'm glad that guy's dead. Like, how would that make you feel? Like, you wouldn't feel good. You'd feel like, wow, that person's yeah. an asshole, and I'm grieving because I lost a parent or a family member, and you're so calloused and hard, and, 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 and your head's so far up your own ass to, to say something like that. Like, it, it would make you feel bad. It would make you angry. And, and it's just like people people have no empathy anymore for for other people and, and it's just it's just it's just disgusting to see that someone who is just doing their job and and and, and wanting to be a police officer because they you know deep down their morals and 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 how they are as a person was like this is the job for me I want to do this I want to I want to serve the public I want to help keep people safe I want to help protect the democracy that this nation was founded on and the people that are in there making making laws and that kind of stuff uh, and, and that, that that's what they want to do to do with their life and then they lose their life in in, in doing that in the line of duty and and and, and you know serving their community and their, and their country and and people just want to say like good glad that cop's dead and they still want to post you know acab all over the place and all this other stuff it's like how blind how blind all are you 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 know what and and maybe you're right. Let's defund police. Defund all of them. And then when the fucking Proud Boys storm the Capitol next time, who's there to stand be in between the Proud Boys, the people who are the antithesis of what you stand for, and taking over the fucking Capitol? 
that you're not the only the only enemy in this war there are bad people on the left and there are bad people on the right and there are a lot of good cops and there are bad cops also i don't know the percentages because they're not on paper there, i'm sure if on just a scale there's a shitload of bad cops out there but there's also a lot more I, a lot of people that i know personally my father being ex police officer ex police chief who i can tell you there's not a racist fucking bone in that guy's body and a lot of my friends that the same story they just want to protect and to serve and yeah there's bad ones out there but for to a day later to turn around and say fuck cops or after this capitol hill police officer who's not even on the streets he's just protecting your democracy to revel in that person's death i i just don't understand it man that need they need help um jesus says he's finds it interesting and this is not all people but a good chunk of right-wingers who are trump followers um they claim they need to protect themselves from big government but claim to love cops like how is that not a contradiction if cops are part of the government like what side are you on exactly and, no, and i mean for the most part the capitol hill police are are part of the government i, I don't mean to nitpick at your at your point here but for the most part municipal police are local government um what and and the Capitol Police also aren't making laws that infringe upon rights or may not infringe upon rights. But I, I think to answer the initial question, because it is very coincidental that a lot of Trump followers are big cop supporters and supporters of the police. And it does go back to a sort of racial distinction to where if I'm white, I'm going to be okay and black people do more often get profiled in certain neighborhoods because they're more predominant in that neighborhood. That's, it's a fact. It's a stat. You can't turn away from it. Do they mean to do it? I would like to think not, but I'm not in their brain. And there, there is a very distinct or, or identifiable distinction between Trump supporters and police supporters. I, I, think that that's very accurate yeah um we're not trump supporters um i'm a thousand percent supporter of police departments as long as you're not a racist piece of shit and yeah. let's put your knee on someone's neck and kill them um i i think there's there's validity in what you're saying jesus for sure but at the same time, I think my frustration goes back more towards the people that say all cops are assholes, all cops are pigs, whatever, and you just can't do that. It'd be the same as saying all white people, all accountants, all military service members, all postmen or women. Uh, you can't do You that. can't generalize a, an entire group based on... no. The actions of a few, and and that you know that goes back to you know what Alex said, and it goes back to to you know racism uh, as well. Um, that's a good, that's a good point, though. I did I did like that they brought up that that racial profiling issue in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, it was it was interesting to see, but you are right. That's <laughs> that's a different subject uh, for another time. Um, but 
yeah, it's just disgusting that people will like are still just so ingrained in that all cops are are bastards thing, and it's like n- that's not true. It's not true. Well, po- play the video of the. Did you find that video? Uh, of the cop of. The- Oh, no, let me look it up real fast. Let me, you know, let me look it up real fast. So this well, is it was it was coincidental. Let me give you the backstory of why I it was so I don't know really struck a chord with me because I was I was live on all of the Capitol Hill police officers being attacked, and then it seemed like I turned right around and then I saw that lighter of like all cops are pigs and fuck the cops or whatever, and then. It was like I closed out of the Instagram app and pulled open the Facebook app. And this was one of the first algorithm working hard. Um, one of the first videos I saw was the video. Of this yeah, cop. I've actually got it right here. I think this is the right oh, one. Perfect. Um, yeah. But yeah, so this this is going to go to our point that that no, not all cops are bastards. Right. So this this is a state trooper that did something nice for uh, for a young boy. <laughs> oh, that's curry. That's curry. That's curry. Oh, 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 oh. Ooh. Ooh. I got that. All right. So I think was this was this the other video? Yeah, so here we go. All right, so hold on one second. So the first video right there is just that's just your know, state troopers out there. Kids are playing ball. He he pulls over and joins and basically does some community outreach, right? You know, hangs out with the kids for a little while, whatever. So the kid filming is the one that gets the shoes from this officer because the kids they're just hyping the officer up the whole time. Dude's making shots and the kids like, yeah, this is great. So the the, the state trooper was like, you know, this kid was like a big you know he's a hype man right like he was he was out there hyping me up and so he wanted to do something i guess after he got to know him a little bit more um the caption on this video where he's giving the kid the steph curry's you know he's uh this is from stay real and i don't know that i don't think this is the um oh no this is so here we go so it says you know it's important to be intentional about engaging with the community i remember having an event where i paid for kids to get their hair cut prior to the first day of school i met so many wonderful boys that that day Months later, I played basketball with a kid, and from there we grew a relationship. Come to find out that was the same boy I played basketball with was in a serious situation with one of the boys I met at the haircut event. Since I had built a relationship with them, it was in my spirit to interject. Since I knew they were both comfortable around me, all three of us sat down on my off time, and we ended a situation that could have changed these boys' lives forever. Um, Of course, they still probably have some animosity towards each other after we met, and they probably still don't like each other, but hey, both those boys are still alive today, and since... You know, have moved on. He says, "All glory to God." I share that story not to highlight what I did, but to illustrate how important it is to engage with the community. I would never have met those boys if I weren't intentional. I would have uh, never been in a position to make a difference. You never know how things can come around full circle. You never know how God is going to use you. Put yourself in a position to make change. Be intentional. He said, hashtag um, uh, God's work. And then this is a video of him, you know, gifting this kid the curries. <laughs> A new pair of Steph Curry sneakers. Rocky is beyond proud to wear them. So it's bigger than me just giving him sneakers. When he laced them up, 
I just want him to understand that he has somebody that believes in him, somebody that loves him, somebody that will embrace him, somebody that will be patient with him. He's nice, he's kind, and he likes playing basketball with me. You know, a lot of these kids, you know, especially in the inner city, you know, they suffer a lot of trauma, a lot of hopelessness, a lot of broken families. You know, they go through a lot of different things. So me as an officer, I just think it's my duty to put myself in position to make change and to be a light to their world full of darkness. Yeah, right. I'm raising four boys, so to be able to see the cops out here and, and working with them and teaching them things, I think that is a wonderful thing. Yeah, it's not really about basketball at all. Trooper Morris is doing his part to fix a much bigger problem, oh, and it's working. Tim Furlong, oh, NBC Curry. 10 News. Oh, that's Curry! Oh, that's Curry! There's some more pictures of him, you know, through the whole thing. So that there just goes to prove that, no, not all cops are bastards. This officer is involved in the community that he probably lives in and patrols um, and, and has helped, at least from what I've seen in this, two boys um, and, and made an impact on a family um, and is, is consistently, you know, working to help better the area that he that he lives that he lives in um, and we need more people like that um, and, and 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 more you know more officers and we need to shed light on the officers it's more so on the officers that do those things instead of highlighting over and over and over the ones that are not doing what they're supposed to be doing because then that construes the public's view of officers and says oh and that's how we get to the point now where we're we're at oh all cops you know, a lot of people say, oh, all cops are bastards. Well, when in reality, that's not the case. Um, for the most part, most officers are good, and there's a few bad apples in the batch. But the good officers do, um, I feel, sometimes need to do a better job of standing up to their, you know, their brothers in arms and, and holding them accountable. Uh, but I, I feel like on the whole... That, that that does happen. Just the the, the media has, has construed things in such a way um, to highlight the bad and less so f focus on the good. Yeah. And we've talked about what Jesus said also. Like, he's talking about weaponizing the frame, def uh, the phrase defund the police, and it's been extremely weaponized. And a better way to describe that, like we've talked about lots of times, is to reform, retrain, give better resources, make them get their jujitsu purple belts, you know, Whatever. give them ways to defend themselves in shitty situations where it doesn't have to come down to um, weapon use right. or a knee hold to the neck. Exactly. The Chauvin case has been going on this week. I don't know if you've been. I have, I have a little bit. Um, you know, I, I, I did kind of want to end on this positive note, but we can, we can get in, we can get into this a little well, bit. We, I, all I'm going to say on the Chauvin case is, I think they're going to find him guilty of, I don't know if they'll get murder. They'll definitely get manslaughter. Um, I, I think realistically they'll get manslaughter, but it shows a very different portrait, not justifying what Chauvin did. I'm not. Let me make that very clear. But there was a lot more of a struggle leading up to that point. And the the time where you see the video, you know, where it's like a solid, like probably four minutes of him after he's 
thin restraint to where he's just non-responsive and that's where the crowd really starts to freak out Mm -hmm. that's where you start to get to the point of like okay dude that's enough yeah like okay that's enough okay that's enough he's like quit it he's on the ground hands behind his back handcuffed you can get off of him now yeah they they did try to put him in the back of the car there was a lot of steps that were tried to be made to do their jobs and then they just decided to take it into their own, own hands. And I think Chauvin knew. He 100% honest, knew what he was doing. What I honestly think is Chauvin thought that drugs were going to come out in his system and he was going to be able to pro- be proclaimed as an overdose. But then enough people got together and it got viral enough to where they're like, dude, this wasn't an overdose. Yeah. Like, you murdered this dude. I, th- I think he was going to get away with it. I think he just thought that oh well this guy has fentanyl in a system or you know he's cracked out or whatever um and they'll just declare it because he had been in these altercations before he'd been in lethal force use in investigations before and always came out on the good side so he just thought it was another just another day where he could get away with it yep um but yeah so I'll just say this, and we've said it before many, many times, that reform is the better use rather than defund. And there's been examples where police departments recently have been defunded. Crime spiked. They redid the police department. The police department came back and actually threw more money at the police department. So the be the all end all of it is there, there needs to, for a lot of things in this country, reform needs to be the key phrase. Not, yeah. not, not get rid of. However you want a word, get rid of, that doesn't need to be the key phrase. Reform needs to be the key phrase. And there needs to be intentional and positive and um, purposeful reform in, in, in regards to many, many things. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think it's time to, to turn it over to to the chat if you guys have uh anything else you want to talk to us about any other questions or anything else some other topics you've seen that maybe we can discuss it uh next week while we're uh, waiting for chat um the mlb pulled the uh draft and all-star game out of georgia yeah i saw that i i was gonna talk about that but you know we can actually (laughs) we can just push that to next week and talk about it next week yeah um, we'll see how the rest. We'll of the see how goes. how it how it how it pans out because, uh, Jesus, it's done. I have not seen the new Space Jam trailer. I'm kind of I'm not boycotting it for like political reasons because they pulled Pepe or made Lola's boob smaller or whatever. They nerfed my girl um, Lola. Yeah, I I'm honestly I have not not watched it because of any of that. But I hold the original Space Jam. Space Jam. Jam so near and dear to my heart. Um, I don't know that I'm ready for a, a second one. I watched it. Um, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Uh, initial reaction, I'm kind of like, ah, I don't know. Um, we'll see. Remind, I was reminded because of the Scooby Doo in the background. Yeah. Um, I, got those I don't know. I think. Also, I think there's another trailer I'll coming out. Coming out for it on Saturday, and I'll watch it and and see, I guess, what this trailer has to offer. But I I'm with Alex. The, the first Space Jam was just so good, and I hold that one near and dear as, as a part of my <coughs> childhood. So, and and talk about another topic that I could talk about for a long time. Michael Jordan is the goat, and LeBron James is a great basketball player, but Michael Jordan's the goat. 
hands down. Sorry. Right. So sorry, not I don't sorry. know. I'm gonna wait and see what the second trailer has to offer. I am in the I am right now as yet undecided how I feel about Space Jam. Not even calling it Space Jam two, they're calling it Space Jam a new legacy. Ooh. So I don't know. We'll see. Matt, anyway, um, if uh, I did see that they have a, in one of the posters, they have Lola Bunny lobbing the alley-oop to LeBron and then coming out like this, like the D-Wade alley-oop to LeBron yeah. in the playoffs where he's coming out and there's that picture. I'm like, all right, that's pretty dope. I mean, I there's mean, some cool imagery and that's some, pretty dope. Like that's, that's Dame. Dame Lillard's in it. Clay Thompson's in it. There's some other big basketball stars in oh, it. Really? Yeah, I think they're playing the opposing team. Um, but I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm yet, as of yet, undecided on how I feel about Space Jam: A New Legacy. Um, anyway, as always, I uh, yeah, I'll probably give it a shot, Jesus. I'll, I'll see. Um, anyway, as always, we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in for another episode, Jesus. I more than appreciate your interaction uh with us today it was awesome uh thank you for it and i'm dead serious you're coming on this podcast at some point um everybody else that's been here just watching and listening i appreciate you guys as well for our youtube audience um when you guys see this you know continue to to show show it love spread it spread it around try and get it in that youtube algorithm and uh and share it with your friends. Um, until next week, you guys have a safe week. Um, be kind to each other. Be positive. Do your research. Seek out the truth. And uh, come back, and we'll discuss. We'll discuss things again. He's risen. He's risen. Happy and Easter. He, he doesn't hate you if you're gay. He loves you regardless. He loves you for you. He forgives you of any of your sins. And he's risen. Exactly. Happy Easter, y'all. Y'all have a good rest of your night, and we'll see you next week. Peace.